and welcome to a special edition of the Two Salt Two Sucker podcast. Kevin Larimay here. Dwayne is on location today in Vaughn getting some sound from the Yourself Pro uh, press conference for Toronto FC. And here is Tim Bespachenko and Greg Vanny. Um, in the light of what just happened in the last few days, Altidore, Jovinko, uh, what other exciting news can the Toronto soccer fans expect and the city of Bonn soccer fans can expect? Yes, yes. Hopefully we've provided uh, enough excitement for, for, for a little while, but we're always looking to improve our roster. Um, you know, we have some more pieces we need to fill. Uh, the season does not start until March. And obviously our first home game is not until May with our newly renovated BMO field. So, uh, you know, I can't, I can't spoil the surprises, but we, we are looking to fill some holes, uh, especially on the defense. Uh, we're looking to maybe make an announcement over the next few weeks on that. Um, but, but today is about celebrating soccer in the city of Vaughan and, and, and the greater Toronto area in the sense that we are filling a gap in player development tra- tra- trajectory. We now have a, a, a plan for a player who enters our academy to, to stay with us all the way through up until the first team. Um, it also provides an opportunity for players on the first team to get minutes down on the, uh, on the USL Pro team. Uh, the city of Vaughan's excited. They've been a fantastic partner. Ron Smale uh, at the OSA has been a visionary in terms of jumping on board and driving this through, especially with the new stadium at the OSA. So uh, the local community, if they can't get down to see us at, at, at BMO Field, can come up to the city of Vaughan and, and see some great soccer uh, especially and be a part of the uh, TFC family. And at the same time, we can see Jovinko and Altidor up here or not? Um, most of the time, our, our players, our first team will be playing down at BMO Field, but there's an opportunity for exhibitions or if a player gets injured and he needs a lot of times, what happens in Italy is they play for the Primavera team. So if, if one of their first team players isn't getting minutes, is coming back from an injury, uh, they will go down and play for the Primavera side and then they'll go back to play for the first team. It would be a very similar thing here. Um, so there's sort of a two-fold purpose here. It's to help uh, develop the players, but also for you know, the recovering first-team player who needs to get minutes and get match fitness back. Tim, you're the first TFC general manager to embrace the grassroots youth clubs in Ontario. Why did you decide to finally take the plunge and get into this partnership with the OSA and with the City of Vaughan? Um, you know, for me, it's about it's, it's what I'm passionate about. You know, I think it's really exciting to sign designated players, but uh, having grown up and played soccer, been uh, it's been a sort of a fabric of who I am and what people at TFC are about. Obviously, brought Greg Vanian because he uh, was one of the first people ever to start uh, uh, an academy, a residency academy in North America in Casa Grande, Arizona. So we're really committed to player development, and so it seemed like the perfect opportunity because of Ron uh, and his vision with the Ontario Soccer Association. It's not just about Toronto, this is about the greater Ontario, and I think we want to partner with the OSA in developing soccer players in all of Ontario. Did knowing you uh, had this USL team coming in affect the way you approached the draft? 100%. 100%. So the draft choices uh, we made are a result of two things. One is our scouting department that we have. Uh, we, you know, I don't want to go out there and say we have the best, but we are one of the few teams that have a robust scouting department with a scouting director and a number of ground scouts uh, in North America, but also internationally. So we trusted our scouts and we went out there and drafted the players that we wanted and we're really excited about them. Uh, the other factor is the, the USL partnership. We didn't just draft for this year. 
We had a number of draft picks. We accumulated draft picks because we knew that this USL team was going to be a factor in how we develop players. So uh, a player like Kyle, uh, who maybe didn't see the minutes this year, would have been able to get minutes and cut his teeth in an environment like USL Pro. Uh, it's a great league. Uh, uh, it's a great place to play against seasoned professionals uh, so that when he steps on, when a player steps onto the first team field, he is ready. Um, the expansion of USL Pro, do you think it will help the draft system or do you think it will hinder it in the term of making it less relevant in the future? The USL Pro system, well, no, I think that you're always going to have, collegiate soccer will always play a role in uh, development of players in North America. But as you move, when you talk about the USL, what you're talking about is the MLS's homegrown system and the homegrown rules, which allow players to sort of circumvent the draft and come directly up through your academy into your first team. Uh, going forward, we, we think the future is in our homegrown pro program. It's in investing resources in the local Canadian, the local players in Toronto. Um, that's not to say we will now not put a focus on our draft. With our scouting network, we do think that we'll always have uh, a very good uh, uh, sort of opportunities in the draft. So a player like Jay Chapman, do you think he would have made that same decision to go to the collegiate level if the USL Pro team had existed today? Um, you know, I think every player has to make the decision himself. It's similar to, I know, how hockey is here. You know, you have to make a decision at some point whether or not you're going to go to college or maybe you're going to enter the professional ranks. So we go over that individually with each player on a case-by-case -case basis. What are his needs? Where is he at? What are his goals? What are his family's goals? Uh, so uh, education for me, I would never tell a player that he should not go and get a, you know, uh, a collegiate degree because it's benefited me and it accrues over a lifetime. So it's really about... Uh, setting expectations and working with the player on a case-by-case -case basis to, to, to hit his goals and objectives. Stuart Neely, Jason Bent, local guy. Stuart knows this area. Jason knows this area. How important was it to insert guys that know this area? It's critical because um, player development is not just about what you know up here. It's about having the passion. Uh, passion for the game and passion for developing players in your community. That's why the homegrown system, uh, the MLS is, 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 uh, uh, has grown over the last few years is so important because the biggest fans are the ones you have in your backyard. Uh, the players will be more committed to the crest if they have grown up and played for that crest for, for a number of years. So uh, Stuart uh, obviously, as someone who knows Ontario Soccer Association, he's a great coach. He's very organized. Jay has been with TFC for a number of years and uh, has coached at the first team ranks, but now at the USL, and he'll obviously continue helping with the first team as well. So it's important that you have coaches who know the community, uh, but just as much are passionate about player de developing players in the community. One more from Tim. Uh, uh, there was rumors back in the fall that uh, Obama's in talks to be bringing in uh, this team uh, from TFC. Uh, what was the, how did the initial talks sort of start and when did they talk? Uh, when did they, uh, how long did they go on for? You know, it's, it's something. Um, when I was at the league office, I was one of my responsibilities was with, with the homegrown system and player development. So I knew that this affiliation with MLS had started a couple years ago. So when I came to TFC, it was one of the, the very first things I started talking about. We we work with Ron not just on this project, but on a number of projects uh, mm -hmm. uh, that span all areas of player development. So very early on, we brought Ron in and said, this is something we want to do next year. Is this possible? Do you want to partner with us? Um, we looked not only at Vaughn, but we looked at other locations across Ontario. Um, and But we felt like this was the, uh, the community that would embrace us and then the partner in Ron that would 
help us grow to be what we want to be eventually, which is uh, a leader in player development in North America. <laughs> Greg, big day for the city of Vaughan. You know this area with League One. You know how the talent is explosive in this area. How important is it that you guys came out to this market to set up your USL squad? Yeah, this is uh, for us, this is one of the biggest days of the year. Obviously, we've had some big announcements over the week, but uh, this is the one we've been working on all year. Uh, this was the key baby that we had in the lined up that we wanted to get accomplished over the course of the year. Uh, to have the opportunity to partner up here in Vaughn and uh, with the OSA has been amazing. It just stars kind of align and, and it all worked out. Uh, I've been up here, like you said, many a times to watch League One games and to see this community uh, at work around the, around the soccer venues. And uh, again, we're, we're so fortunate to be up here and we look forward to getting started and, and the support that we're going to get up here in Vaughn. Greg, how, how important is it from a player development point of view to have guys effectively in-house in your own organization rather than, you know, I mean, not just even geographically, yeah. just in the same company? Uh, I think it uh, it's massive. I mean, I, don't, I think I can't, we can't understate sort of how important this is. Uh, not One, to have the players close and local uh, and in a system as we try to establish a system from top to bottom so that players understand, which then gives them in turn the best opportunity to be successful when they, when they take that step. But I've been around the league for a long time, and I've seen a lot, a lot of homegrown players who sign, and they never actually make the big jump because it is a big jump when you – when you sign as a young pro to then be thrown at the big stage and, and be expected to perform right now, is it's not easy. And a lot of kids don't make the jump. And it's uh, it's been unfortunate to see it happen over the years. What, what we believe, firmly believe is this is the next step for the league. This is the next step for, uh, for North American soccer and most specifically here in this community to... To really give the young players an opportunity to develop and hone their skills at a professional level before they then get on the stage where everybody is saying, "What have you done for me lately?" Right. So, and, and what's your next move? And for us, it's it's also the opportunity to to progress and develop the next great players in our market because there isn't a league or a club in the world that doesn't have this step already in place. And for us to get it there now is it's to say we're we're reaching the goals that we want, which is to be as competitive as we can out in the world, not just not just in North America, but in the world stage. Do you know offhand how many MLS teams have like owned their, their USL pro team as having Yeah, well, there was one last year, and that was the Los Angeles Galaxy. It's probably no coincidence that they wanted to win a championship because players such as Robbie Rogers was able to come back from injury, get some time in, uh, in the USL program, and then make a step when he knows he's ready back into the first team. So uh, we've seen it work for them over the course of the year. They, they obviously took the big jump last year. I think this year... Uh, it will be anywhere from maybe six to eight teams that might make that leap this year. Uh, obviously, across Canada, it's something that we're seeing the clubs do, and uh, um, we definitely wanted to be in the forefront of, of making that stuff. In the United States, with the U.S. Open Cup, USL pros are the expansion sides are allowed to be playing in it. Do you think we'll see Toronto FC two or FC Montreal be uh, eligible for the Amway Canadian Championship? Um, I think that would be very interesting, but uh, there's so few number of teams uh, in the Amway Cup right now that you start to get really head-to-heads amongst your own clubs potentially, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I think it's it's an interesting proposition and uh, something that all of the young players should be striving for anyways is to compete at the highest level, so you compete against the players that are at the highest level, and so I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it would be uh, it would be an interesting day when, when two clubs, uh, two teams from the same club play each other. What's your roster makeup going to be? How much... Uh loans from the first team, how much academy kids, uh, do you have ideas for USL Pro contract yet? Uh, I mean, we we speculate a little bit, but uh, until guys really get in, what, what we know, and I just said to somebody, is as we've developed a roster and we've looked at the academy players coming through, the homegrown signings, the draft, the number of things, we 
we have 19 players that are under the age of 23 that are in a system that we think are really going to be something for the first team or have that opportunity. Um, so not all of them. Some of them will be on the first team roster. Some of them, again, will be continuing to develop with the USL team. Uh, we have over 180 kids that are coming through our academy programs that, um, that I think are, are very good and, and have a future in front of them. Plus, when you look at the greater community and what's happening out in uh, in the Ontario area in Toronto on the soccer fields outside of even our program, there's immense talent that's out there. So um, our job is to try to, to do the best we can to get all of those players uh, through this program and, and representing not just TFC but representing Ontario and Canada. Uh, our goal ultimately is also to help the Canadian national team to be more successful at the youth level and ultimately at the first team level. So our belief is that the largest soccer market in Canada is here in Toronto and the bulk of the national team should come from our market and we should have a big part in, in helping uh, Canada soccer push forward. Talk about Jason Bent. Jason Bent, a Canadian, a local guy, Greg, he's here in Vaughan. He knows the guys in this youth community. Talk about him. Yeah, Jason is uh, he's a fantastic guy, first and foremost. Uh, when I came into the club last year, uh, I got to know Jason more as a, as a person, as a coach. I, I knew, knew of him uh, when he was playing in Colorado, when he was in the league. We actually didn't cross over. I was in France when he was here, but I knew of him. And, and when I got here, you know, one of the first things I... I knew of Jason and got to know Jason was that he's a stand-up guy. He is a, as honest as the day is long, and uh, he's very straightforward in his thoughts and beliefs. Uh, he's got a great soccer mind. Um, you know, one of our thoughts was, as an assistant coach, Jason was was excellent. Uh, and for him to continue to progress into in his development as a coach, that he needed to have a voice, a larger voice within a group and within a team. And uh, that was one of the big reasons we, we went to him. We, we believe in his future as a coach, but um, and that he needed more responsibility and he could handle it. And so that's why we went with Jason, and we, we firmly believe we picked the right guy. You were a big part of the academy setup last year. How much of a role did you play in the creation of Toronto FC2? Um, I was a factor in terms of sort of the vision and where it fits in, but it didn't take a whole lot of selling to people. We, Those of us who've been around the game long enough understand that this gap that we've had between the academy and the first team is something that, was, that we needed to, to fill. But for me, it was really from what reasons do we need to fill it and, and how do we... Um, help the board to understand how we really need to make this investment at this time and, and what it's going to do for the for the club and for the game and uh, for them again it didn't take much sell they've spent a lot of time and energy and, and resources on our academy program and uh, ultimately the fruits of those labors are going to have to come through this TFC2 program and so once uh, we sell from a technical vision what all of that looks like and we put it out and laid it out as a part of our greater vision uh, it just it was an easy it was an easy thing to do and as you said the stars aligned with the OSA and with the city of Vaughan and uh, it actually made things a lot easier. The path became much clearer uh, and we met, we came across some great people in the mayor and, and Ron Schmail and real supporters along the way that uh, this thing just took legs of its own and it's come come around quick, uh, maybe quicker than we had hoped or thought, but not definitely not quicker than we hoped, right? So. No, that's right.